A Woman with Hollow Eyes, Episode 5. Hello, heroes, and welcome to A Woman with Hollow Eyes, an Invisible Sun actual play presented by OneShot. I'm James D'Amato, and I am not your Game Master! This week, Darcy has the flu, so instead of having our regular session, we are doing some development mode sessions. And I, of course, will not be doing that alone. I have with me Alan Linick. Hello. Alan, you're going to be playing Wayne? I will be, and I'll be helping to run your development sessions as well. I'm looking forward to it. And we've also got Cat Cool. Hello. Cat, you're going to be playing Kitty Hart. Yep. It's going to be quite a stretch name-wise for you to sort of get outside your comfort zone. A uh, cat name and then a single-syllable last name. Yeah. Very difficult It's going to be me. really hard. Yeah. And I will also be running your guys' development sessions. Excellent. Right. And mm-hmm. I am going to be playing Calvin. And, of course, in order to do development mode, we have to use the Sooth deck. So I'm going to open our lovely box here and pull out are Sooth cards. Now for those who didn't catch the development mode streams, uh, the way development mode works is we have sort of directed scenes that we want to do or want to see that fill in side information about the world or do flashbacks for our characters or do anything that we wouldn't normally be doing at the table in the main game. And we resolve those scenes using these Sooth deck cards. These cards, tarot style, each have meanings and themes and we interpret those to figure out exactly what's going on with our characters and how they fare in these side scenes. So, who wants to start? Ooh. Well, my scene is pretty simple, maybe. Uh, (laughs) You you never know once the cards start flipping. (laughs) But uh, Wayne's solo desire here is pretty easy. Uh, Wayne decided to help Kitty by making the brooch, this protective brooch that she found or needs a little more her style. Yeah, it's a flamingo right now. Yeah, it's a a real, like, loud, flamingo-y brooch. And Wayne decided to put his maker skills to the test to try to alter the shape and form of this thing without really screwing up its magical properties. So that's uh, something that he's going to take back to the lab, so to speak, and tinker with. All right. So in order to do that, I am going to need you to draw from the Sooth deck. So shall I. I'm going to take the second card from the top, because that feels like a dodge of fate. Okay, and we're going to reveal the card to the stream, and that is the Revolutionary. It's a nine. All the cards uh, have numbers on them. The higher the number is, the better it is, the better the result. Uh, So nine is really great. A nine of what? It is a nine of the suit that looks like a ninja star. <laughs> okay. Because that's I, I I believe the sheet for interpreting that is over there. Because we don't have Darcy's lovely skills, we are going to have secrets. to spread our brains. Nine it is secrets. secrets. Ooh. The nine. Well, that of sounds secrets. like something appropriate for the Waynosphere. Indeed. Um. So, let's pull up the revolutionary. The revolutionary is going to be on page one twenty three of this. Yes. I'd love to take a peep at that art myself. (laughs) 
Is it bad? It's very manly. <laughs> it's extraordinarily like masculine. Oh wow! He has uh-huh. he, nothing like Wayne. He's a, he's a very brawny man. He does have, and this is no offense to the artists or anything. Uh, he does appear to have a penis made out of fire. So I think he's like just a very masculine figure, then very I, strong. Depending on what what it says, I have ideas. Oh, cat! Uh, think- actually, <laughs> uh, well, let me read the yeah, meanings for hear, you here. Lust. Sexuality. Oh no! Change and destruction. Interesting. Change is good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Change is the goal. Change is you the know, goal, and and lust sort and of sexuality are pretty great too. Yes, uh, um, especially for Kitty Hart. Yeah. For certain. Oh man. Um, so I, I I'll I'll just read this aloud. Um, we won't keep these secrets from folks watching the stream. Sovereign of the family of secrets, the revolutionary is a force for change. Quite possibly the least secret of the family. The revolutionary is brazen and bold, changing what needs changing, even if it's through destruction or violence. The strong sexuality of the revolutionary is obvious, but this aspect is quite separate from the other. There is no suggestion of sexual violence here, but instead sincere passion and mutual attraction. This is generally considered a very positive card, and it has a very strong sexual theme to it. Mm -hmm. So... All right. Well... (laughs) Let's I mean, that's how all of Wayne's making goes, really. <laughs> it's a, it's so. a deeply, deeply sexual deeply process. It starts with, uh, like, a, you know, you remove the jacket, put it on a hook. <laughs> I, like, glance out of the corner of my eye at this brooch, like, on my table. And I start like I'm going to move towards it. And then I bashfully turn away <laughs> and walk to the other end of the room where I put a record on. Just to set the tone. Yeah. It is definitely Wham. Is that Wham? I don't know. Music. I don't know. Yeah. I think it is. It's not. It's not. It's not careless whisper. It's the one that sounds. It's, it's the sexy I'm one never that gonna sounds dance like. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Wham and or George Michael, depending on mm-hmm. how you how you attribute that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think. Yeah, I think this is like less experimenty. It feels like I've made a promise to somebody. Yeah. So I'm taking a sort of like particular and meticulous loving care into this transmutation mm-hmm. such as it were cool what's it what's it set the scene for us in terms of we're in the Waynosphere. yes you walked around i forgot that it was called that and i'm so to the Waynosphere. what is it like in the lab so the laboratory part of the Waynosphere, i feel like might even be almost like a separate almost like a pocket mm. within the sphere so you walk up and around towards the what would be the top if you were using traditional gravitational orientation and there's maybe like a door or hatch or something and by going through it you sort of pop into this extra dimensional space where all my gear and stuff is that's just not just dangling from my ceiling on an ordinary day and I think normally for a project like this I would have a separate area I would have to kind of choose between a couple of different workbenches that have different purposes. So this comes down to a decision of whether I'm going to be physically transforming this thing into a new shape or if I'm going to be kind of like taking the essence of it and placing it into a new container. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure, I think, off the top of my head. I think you are very certain, I I am very certain. (laughs) Um, This is going to be a real, like ghost style clay situation my original thought was you know simplest way to make sure that i don't damage this is just to try to like siphon what's making it magical out and put it into a new shape of my choosing very cool 
So uh, I think I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, so the question that I have for you is, what does that look like? Do you have a device that sort of temporarily holds power and can contain power? Yeah, I think I'm envisioning a sort of needle. So there's like two stations, almost like the balance plates of a scale. Mm -hmm. And there's a needle that kind of imposes down on both sides of the scale. And the goal is to draw like an electric current to find the magical resonance of whatever is inside this thing and draw it up and through some kind of conductor mm -hmm. and then carefully replace it into a new object. Cool. Okay, cool. Uh, and then the fun part is, is I might even get to keep Keep the, the flamingo, flamingo brooch for so sure. fun. as just a brooch. Uh, let's see what that other item is. Are you making it? Is it something you already have? We should draw a card. And oh, let's find out it. what it is. Okay. Um, well, obviously, this is your scene. Great. We we'll have to have you draw uh, So this feels good right down here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this one is the... Do we have the guide of the what the different families are? Yeah. It looks like the rising sun, sort of. Yeah, the seven of notions. Oh, man, an, a seven. Another very good one. Well, I'm looking it up. This is called the defender. The angel. The seven of notions. Oh, it's the angel. The, the title of the card is the angel. Excuse me. So it's a type defender? Yeah, type defender. Cool. So this would be opposed by, what, a devil or a demon. It is. I think there so, is a devil card in here. Yeah, so this, I'm going to say it's probably pretty good card. It's, it's exquisite. Yeah. Wow. These are really sort of perfect themes. Again, we have to say legally, because Monty Cook Games is making us, that this isn't magic, but it's magic. Because the theme for this object this is really that beautiful. is going to be protecting Kitty, mm -hmm. its meanings are judgment, safety, assistance, light, and justice. Oh. Well now. Yeah. Well, How convenient. Yeah. Pretty convenient. So I'm going to draw my inspiration directly from the art of this card. Oh, Ooh, cool. uh, And I'm going to say that the new shape of this thing that I'm going to be making, instead of a brooch, mm -hmm. I'm going to turn it into like a pendant that's meant to oh, dangle from like a, a, necklace. a necklace. And it's just in the shape of, uh, I've sort of metal crafted the shape of like a flurry of wings. So almost like a fast shutter of a like a crow or a raven taking oh, off. Cool, cool. And so it's just like an after image effect of wings just on a pendant. Cool. Because that's what I see there and it looks cool. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. The, the question that I have now is what does the power look like as it's sort of flowing through that conduit that you have? Because I kind of feel like it would be themed to what the initial magic was that created it. Yeah, it's a process wherein you're, we're really trying to like make sure that we don't corrupt or change it as we go. Right. So there's an element of like drawing a very little bit of it out first and seeing like what it looks like, taking accurate measurements. I think it's been described so far, it kind of feels like you flip a switch and you go. Yeah. But I think it's more like an hours long like real oh. slow like almost like you're teasing out like the thread of a fabric and then kind of like trying to re-sew it again on the other side okay, um, cool. so there's less of like a glowy light element to it and more of like a spider silky or like cotton candy effect of yeah. like swirling through this needly tube that's sense to me. So a long time is passing while you're carefully doing this and on the wall you have an alert 
whenever someone's trying to bug you. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to pick a card for us to know who is trying to bother you. Ooh, let's. I wonder who. <laughs> this is the golden ship. Uh, okay, I have it's not. the rat. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, Wait, which is literally a neighbor yeah, of mine. <laughs> but once again, not magic, not, total not coincidence. Magic, yep. This is not a magic game. Yep. It's a game about magic. And it's the little triangular sort of S thing is the symbol, cat. if you want to. Uh, so mysteries. Mysteries, okay, perfect. What number? It is six. It's six of mysteries. We should find out more about the card. Yes. We know who it will be. Oh, wow, that's but incredible. But what do they come, come ask? Do you have like something that's like similar to a ring doorbell or like, you know, a door cam, something like that, uh, that we're seeing this person through? Yeah, I think I have in a pocket or on my belt or something, I have the other end of a peephole <laughs> and I can just like put it up to my eye and peep through That's it awesome. And see if there's anyone outside my door at any time. All right. And the meanings of this are survival, resistance, shadows, and concealment. Mm. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, so that hole. you peep what through the hole. You see one of the middle rat daughters in a cloak that is meant to be surreptitious. <laughs> but it's also However, still ostentatious. <laughs> um, she has like bejeweled it and mm -hmm. it has a furred collar. Sure. Yeah. But she is like hunkered down and trying to look covert. I mean, if Calvin is there at this point, he's just going to answer that door. Yes, he is. And luckily... His actor is present. Yeah. So <laughs> you're upstairs in like this laboratory yeah, I'm not, type I'm thing. I'm not answering that. Calvin is just like in the house. And he like looks at the door. He looks around. Wayne? 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 <laughs> well, he's busy. And Calvin goes over to the door and he like looks. There's a spot on the door for the peephole and he looks in it. And like, there's nothing there because like he's taken the peephole. <laughs> so Calvin goes over to the window and pulls one of the curtains aside to peek through. And I think he comes like face to face with that rat. What does she do when she sees him? She looks at him, huffs, and then taps her watch. Calvin like goes over the door, opens it up. Squeak. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry? Squeak. Wayne? Uh, Squeak. She walks past I poke you my and head inside. Out of the... <laughs> what? There's a rat? Yeah, they'll go away. She comes and sits on the couch. She seems to be settling in, Wayne. Wait, you let her in? Well, she just walked right in. Oh, Calvin. Oh, man. All right, just one second. Um, Would you I like said... a coffee? I'm going to set a five-minute timer mm -hmm. and uh, head walk around the Wainosphere to get down to where you're at. Great. As soon as you're there, she starts, squeak, 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 squeak. Oh, slow down, slow squeak. down. Yeah. Squeak. Okay. Squeak, squeak, squeak. For how long? Squeak, squeak a little bit. I just, I'm right in the middle of something, so I can't step out for more than, can I do this later? Squeak. How much time do you have? Squeak. Okay. Calvin, I need you to do something for me. Oh, he's been at the coffee machine, and he comes back with a cup of something that's definitely not coffee. It's like whatever Keurig sort of setup that you have there. He just like picked a packet of something, and it's a dark liquid, but it is for sure not coffee. <laughs> and he like brings it over. There you go. What? what what's up? I have to go and take a look at something. Mm -hmm. Do you mind? 
going into my workshop when this timer goes off and not touching anything else but going over to the bench where Kitty's brooch is and turning the needles back the other way. Just flip the needles. So Calvin's eyes are wide at this point and he's like, okay, let me write it down. It's really, it's so simple and I'm afraid if you write it down, you're gonna make it more complicated for yourself. Okay, okay. Um, yes, when the timer goes off. What are we doing? I am going upstairs to the workshop right. and I am turning the needles the reverse way. Right. So the needles will be pointing down at a pointing brooch and a, a brooch pendant. And a pendant. Just rotate it 180 degrees. 180 degrees. Okay. You got it. And that's it. I'm good. Then All you right. walk away. I can handle it. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. This is for Kitty. I know. I know. I know. I got it. I got it. Squeak. I'm coming. Uh, I follow the rat out to the front door. Why don't you pull a card for me and see how this is going to go? Okay. Uh, I have pulled the raven card. Ooh, okay. Which is my companion animal. Okay, okay. And it's a six. So I think this actually goes well for you. Interesting, actually. The meanings for the raven are jealousy, sight, and trickery. Um, Companion to the Secrets family, the raven sees everything and tells nothing. The raven is smarter and wiser than it lets on. Its intelligence, however, manifests in its crafty solutions to problems. Some might use the word cheating. (laughs) Here's... Solutions, though! uh, You know, here's what I think is going to happen. Calvin goes up to that workshop when the timer goes off, for sure, to rotate the needle 180 degrees. While he is there, though, Calvin is also endlessly curious, Mm -hmm. and he takes a look at the book that Wayne pulled from the library, um, and he starts to read it. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. And he is going to read it until Wayne returns with this rat. So I think Calvin is going to learn about this parallel mystery that very much mirrors Wayne's, even though he doesn't know what Wayne's is. Got okay, it. cool. So you did do the thing, though. I did do the thing. The thing <laughs> right. is, again, Thank that was a the six. Thing is, the thing is done. It was a six. But There's, you have learned a secret. But I but I have learned a secret, and, like, even if Wayne doesn't plan on following up on this lead, Calvin might, mm-hmm. which I like very much. And I think that's going to be Wayne's scene, right? I think so. I feel like that's the creation of the device. Yeah. And I think the most natural next scene is going to be Calvin's. Right? I, I think, I think so that too. makes sense, yeah. So, we are going to shuffle the Sooth deck a little bit. Should we keep these separate? I don't know if we should keep those separate or... I almost feel like for back-to-back I, deaths, yeah, let's we should do keep it. them separate. Let's keep them separate. Let's, keep them separate. <laughs> well, see, let's actually put it on the there. Testament of Sons, I think. Cool, cool. Yeah. It tells a fun story. <laughs> no Calvin no. No Calvin no is going to be a running theme of this. I, I feel like it's a shirt. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good shirt. Our first shirt. Can uh, we use bits, bits of the session? session. Interesting. Uh, what yes. would they do? Yeah. I think if you are not pleased with the result of a sooth deck card, mm. uh, you can pop down, I think, 300 bits. And, and we'll pull a new card? Pull a new card. So since we're doing that... We've decided what the scene is. Do so we you're need trying to, to set sleep? This? Yeah. I think it's like in the evening. What's the... I think it has... So it has been many hours since Wayne walked out the front door mm-hmm. on what Calvin assumed would be a real <laughs> brief trip. Right. 
What has Calvin been up to sort of in the meantime as he's killing time in but the Wainosphere? He really got sucked into that book and he read it a lot and he only pulled away from it when something like called his attention away. And to figure out what that is, I am going to pull a card. Ooh. Oh, and that card is the Monarch. Ooh, um, fun. Which is... So it's a nine of notions. Nine of no Well, we're getting some heavy hitters tonight. Two crowned monarchs, a lion and a lioness. They're great on two thrones that have lots of clock imagery. Oh my, okay, this is interesting. The meanings them. are authority, judgment, the land, and the world. Hmm. So authority, this- Authority, judgment, land, and the world. Yeah. Let's see, divination. If one is going against the status quo, this card likely is very unwanted. It signifies the powers that be getting involved. Ooh. So I kind of feel like, oh, somebody wants to redraw that. Eh, let's redraw that. All right. <laughs> so the monarch is being swapped out. Oh, no. For... Inevitable cataclysm. Inevitable cataclysm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I know that there's an interpretation that has to happen, but I have a feeling. I, I think I know what's going to go on here. Meanings, bad luck, endings, inevitability, breaking a relationship. Oh, no. It's difficult to see this card turn as a positive one. Typically, if it suggests that something unwanted comes to an end, it is usually a violent and costly one. This card should just be seen as ill fortune. Great. So, so what I, have I done? I think uh, <laughs> n not even necessarily so much yet what you have done, Calvin. I think some time goes by mm -hmm. and you start to get this feeling. It starts as like a kind of dry, like your mouth is getting dry, your throat's getting dry, and you realize it's been several hours since you've had anything to like eat oh. or drink. And it, it's this creeping sensation of like, oh, I feel like I've been awake for like 36 hours straight. Even though you got a full sleep, night of sleep. Yeah, before. yeah, I, it's been a big day though. Like we broke into a library. <laughs> I caused a tornado in a library. I've done some things in a library that should not be done in libraries. So Calvin, like, you know, sort of rubbing his throat a little bit, he puts the book that he was reading down back where he got it, and he walks down the Wainosphere, and, like, he looks for, you know, a refrigerator, because, like, there's the coffee machine. He assumes, is there a refrigerator? Is it yeah, sort of a the kitchen sort of extends out and around up, like, on a curve around the side of the Wainosphere, mm -hmm. but of course walking, it feels like solid ground as you're on it. Yeah. There's a refrigerator, and then next to it is a long, like speckled black granite countertop. Oh, that's uh, a that's nice countertop. Feels cool to the touch, but right now on your skin, it's giving you a sense of like, like oh, I my got hands like are a light, sort of like... itchy, sort of. So Calvin is going to open the refrigerator. And then um, you can feel, immediately feel that like kind of blast of cool uh, air come out. That's that's pleasant. Uh, what sort of drink is in there? Calvin grabs what he assumes is orange juice. Great. He's going <laughs> to take that and he's going through cabinets to look through, you know, to find glasses. I feel like, you know, in opening one cabinet, one is just like bones or something. He's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then right next to the bones, he'll find a glass. So he'll pour himself a glass of orange juice and then like wash his hands in the sink just to like get the clammy feeling off before he takes a drink. And then he puts that orange juice to his lips, Wayne. 
So I think that it's um, peach nectar. Oh, okay. So it's got like a thick quality to mm -hmm. it. It's very, it's very sweet, you know, and like it. The it, mugs are next, next to the coffee machine. Nice try though. It's thick, which it's like wasn't syrupy. It wasn't a, yeah. a consistency. Not the refreshing. Expecting, sort of. but you can get it down. Okay. And like it's not particularly refreshing because mm -hmm. nectar isn't exactly like a refreshing beverage, but it's a sustenance that should be nice. Right. So you're like, ah, I should also get a water chaser, and you start to head to the sink, mm -hmm. and then your stomach, oh, like, oh boy, yeah. Yeah, you get that three second I'm about to throw up warning. Yep, uh, and he goes, you know, the, the closest thing is the sink, so he vomits into the sink. And you know, the, vomiting takes a lot out of you, so he's just sort of breathing over the sink. He grabs some water, not to drink, but to like wash his mouth out. And he is just like gonna go over to the couch and sit down now. You know, he doesn't know if Wayne has a guest room or anything, but you know, he needs to sit before anything else happens. Yeah. So he heads over to the couch. Uh, when he goes to sit on the couch to develop this more, oh good, the devil. The devil is zero. It is not a good one, not like a good boy that you want on your side. No, it's a zero of secrets, the nemesis. It's Kitty's uh, card. Temptation, lies, charm, persuasion, and words. Mm -hmm. This is most often a sign of danger, but its interpretation can focus more on the devil's tools and his aims. But I definitely think a sign of danger is... Oh, make something nice happen to Cal as somebody throws out the devil. And I will put the devil at the bottom of the deck and I'm actually gonna take from the middle of the deck here. And, ah, the Endless Woods. Hmm. Ah, that's better. Wonderful. Uh, what symbol is on the Endless Woods? Uh, it's a three of mysteries. Okay. So the Endless Woods are some dark woods with many eyes in them, but the tiny little rat so that's nice. Okay, sounds, natures, mysteries, the dark side of the forces of life. Great. Great. <laughs> so when he goes to sit on that couch, what do we think happens to him? I think you get a feeling as you sit down, there's like an itch at the back of your neck, and you kind of instinctively go like this, and mm -hmm. it's like, like a fly just comes off your neck and buzzes around, and you almost immediately lose track of it. It's uh, not a sensation like, oh, that was a mirage. It was more a sensation like the fly was there, and now it is not there. Yeah, Calvin gets like that creepy sort of frisson and like immediately stands up, which he's already feeling sick to the stomach. That's not great for him. Mm -hmm. But Your like, whole vision just bends around. And like now he just, oh God. And he's just got to scratch that spot where he felt the fly. And I think he like turns around and in just outside of his vision, he hears like a skittering mm -hmm. and he's going to like turn and there's obviously nothing there but he is suddenly feeling like very uncomfortable with this place. It's like when you look at a piece of food after you know a bug has been on it, that sort of seat of like discomfort. The like, trypophobia feeling. Yeah, looking at something that, that should be uh, pleasant and nice and like it's no longer pleasant and nice. And Galvin's now feeling like he just has to get out of here. He heads over to the desk area, like trying to run along the wall, and he like trips a little bit because it's not quite, you know, working the right way for him. And he gets over to a pad of paper and he scrawls out a quick note 
to Wayne and he puts that down and now he is just looking to get back home. Um, I think even at this point, as you're kind of up on the, what we consider the side of the wall, mm -hmm. as you're writing, you start to get a feel like the magic of the Wainosphere isn't quite working on you. Yeah. And you're sort of I'm like sliding. sliding. Like, it's a struggle to force yourself to stick to the side of yeah, this Yeah, yeah. And I think, actually, uh, once I finish writing the note, I, like, put it down, mm -hmm. and, like, I try to center and ground myself, and immediately fall and start sliding down All the, way. the side of the Wainosphere, like, knocking over yep. different, like, tables and lamps and whatnot. One of the things that happens, because, like, it's not a straight shot all the way around, you know, that there are, like, some things, like, chairs and tables yeah. and stuff. And so you wham into the side yeah. of the couch that you were on before. And it's like... I chumbawamba into the side. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it's like a hard hit, but not... I get up again. An incredibly difficult hit. This is a dramatic podcast. Oh, okay. or, That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And it's the sort of hit that shouldn't do a lot of damage. Right. But when you come back up, you have the taste of blood in your mouth. Yeah, and like sure enough, it's blood, and it's like not a little blood. Like we can see in the camera, like Calvin's teeth are like it's sort of like seeping from red the gums. He is not feeling good at all. Where is the front door in the Wainosphere? So the front door, just to make sure that the gravity outside matches the gravity inside, mm -hmm. the front door is at the bottom of this sphere. Okay. So there, it is a straight shot to the door. But yeah. I think maybe even on the way out, since you pulled the curtain back on the window earlier, Calvin gets to catch a glimpse of his own reflection in the glass on the way out. Okay. What does he see looking back at him, Calvin? Well, let's, let's find out. <laughs> this is probably not the best card, but it is a one. Uh, it's the Whispering Lover. Ooh, started with romance, and we're gonna keep it. The one? of visions. Yeah. Um, one is like kind of a negative thing. Let's see. Two yeah. lovers with it's swans and swords. The whispering lover always suggests a bond in place or one that will form very soon. Huh. Uh, it can be a positive one or a negative one. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of him like he looks in the mirror and he sees a haggard version of himself. He looks like skeletal and thin. Mm. And like there are lines that have formed around his eyes, bags under his eyes. But okay. I have an idea. Okay, please. Yeah, uh, give me your idea. Yeah, you see all of that? And then through the window, you see the cab going the woman by with outside. Hollow eyes. I think she stops and looks at me. Mm -hmm. That freaks him out. <sighs> Calvin quickly searches through the air and he is going to grab speed from the wind. Or no, no, he's going to grab movement from the wind in one hand and he is from a light bulb in the wall. Like he sort of reaches over, there is a lamp by the door and because his movements are really clumsy right now and desperate, he goes to the lamp and the electricity and he just like sort of with emotion rips the electricity out of the lamp which makes the bulb explode and he ties them together to uh, take speed and movement and he becomes lightning and he traces god i'm so sorry wayne he 
traces like in a lightning pattern just racing along the floor oh, and wall house. into the socket that he just ripped out into the lamp and he goes into the wires and he's now navigating the wires in the city looking for his home. Okay, draw um, a card. It is time. God, this one's so good. I mean, it's a nine, another nine. It's the looming shade. Oh, it looks really bad, Calvin. It looks bad, but it is a nine, so it's, it's a the powerful nine of result. Mysteries. Powerful result isn't the same as good. Uh, okay, cat, who was freaking out? Let me read you the meanings of the looming shade. Yeah, okay. Terror, doom, <laughs> impending danger, or unseen threat. Yeah, kiddo, I know how tarot works. So the looming shade is just fine. <laughs> So I think as you're zapping around yeah. the electric grid of Saturnines, you feel a pull towards a specific area, and as a lightning bolt, you instinctively travel along the wire and find yourself spit out, very unceremoniously dumped out of the socket of a, a dusty shop, and you instantly recognize it as the closed down remains yes! of the sausage shop You're on the first the floor. You're inside the, yep, yep, yeah. that's um, exactly what it is. And I think much to your own horror, you smell what you know to be the smell of decaying, old, gross, uneaten, unused sausages, but your mouth is watering and it's the most attractive, like, hungered yearning you've ever felt for food in your entire life. Yeah, 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 that, organ grinder music mm -hmm. that, that like you can hear in his apartment down here is like playing at full volume. Mm -hmm. And it sounds uh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Calvin is sort of in the situation where he, he like coughs because he's holding back a wretch because the smell is so horrible. But also something inside him is like driving him back into the shop. So he walks behind the counter and he goes into the kitchen area of the shop where they would be made. Uh, what does he see back there? He sees several beings, one of which looks exactly like that card. Looks uh, like... Uh, which one? The, the angel. The, the angel, okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly like that card. It's like 14 feet tall. Mm-hmm and it is bound stock still, almost as if in frozen animation. Uh, and then every other figure in the room is like, you know how demons are. <laughs> They're different. They're all over the place. You're an artist. Yeah. So some are like masses of bugs and some are like a horned person. And some are like a big gaping maw with lots of eyes. And they're all in somewhat similar states of frozen animation, except for the one, like a horned person with a tail who just has some of its leg sheared off. Oh my God. Oh my God. What are you doing here? We got, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Um, and he like sees that as like this sausage is being extruded into the intestinal sleeve, the casing uh, that it's going into and just like filling it up. He's looking at uh, this gross, awful, and it's like making noises too. Like you can hear even over the music, the like wet sort of yeah. And like that is just 
he wants to eat that so much. It's like, no, no, we have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. Um, and and then he's turning. You start hearing footsteps in the back. Okay, is it in the back room? Mm-hmm. Calvin is going to run towards the door. He turns around and he like he's taking one last look at that sausage and one look over to the angel and he just like turns away and goes towards the front of the shop and as he's approaching the front of the shop, it's like his limbs are getting heavier and heavier and the music, the organ grinder music is getting louder and louder and his ears start bleeding as he's reaching for that door and I think he is going to cast more. Um, He's focusing on pulling freedom from the wind and once again, power from thunder. And I'm going to pull yeah, the last pull. card. Yeah. Cool. I pulled fleeting moment. Mm, it's a Sounds one. Sounds like it might be possible. It's a one, though. A one of mysteries. Okay, let's see here. So it is lost time, elusiveness, agility, or reaction. So I think thematically. Agility? Uh, yeah. I think thematically, like, this could uh, be. A good one yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. Let's check the divination really quick. Quick and decisive reaction is the advice suggested by this card. Yeah, perfect. So. Well, let me. Oh, oh repo. Wow. <laughs> Punish him. Wow. <laughs> Punish him more. Dang, guys. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Ooh, the Imperator. Uh, and this oh. is a nine. Oh, no. It's a nine of visions. Okay. This doesn't seem good. All right. One of, one of the monarch cards. Wis- uh, actually, this could be good. Wisdom in war, turning points, and deciding factors. Oh. Okay. Um, this card represents a crucial turning point. The deciding factor brings victory or defeat. The crisis point, generally. Mm. So I think this could uh, be going my way. Okay. So. But Yeah, but you need to realize stuff. <laughs> yeah. You need to change, Calvin. <laughs> Yeah, so I think, like, I'm headed towards that door, and uh, I think a red light is sort of glowing from the back room, from the sausage room, and we can see sort of looming over the dusty glass of the shop window is the silhouette of Daniel McPherson. And, like, with the camera shot we have, we see... Calvin's face, again, looking haggard, blood everywhere, a little bit of vomit. He's looking deadly pale with sunken eyes, and his hair looks like it's started to gray a little bit, Mm. and he's backlit by this violent red, and we see Daniel McPherson silhouetted in the doorway. We can't quite make out the distinct features of his face, but the gold wire rim glasses that he has are shining very, very clear against the shadow he says nothing and calvin like is sort of weakly clawing at that door trying to pull it open and as he's pulling he can feel himself getting drawn back and as though his limbs are having difficulty moving which is when he grabs hold of something and the thing that he grabs hold of is the freedom in the air the thing that he's missing though that he normally has and is easy to get is power. And he normally pulls that from his phone, but that's in his pocket and it's just too much of a movement to get power from thunder. 
So the music is getting louder as he's getting pulled back and sort of like from his chest headed towards Daniel McPherson and fear grips him. He feels in this moment that he is going to die. He can feel the life draining out of him and slipping away, turning him into one of those morbid statues in the back room. He has a vision of himself being turned into one of those sausages. The music starts to slap against him, hitting him in waves. Those bashing waves that are battering his body is what saves his life in this moment, because that allows him to get the power of thunder and he is able to just barely bind the two together the spell is incredibly unstable and if you thought kelvin's magic was unsubtle before oh brother this one is on the next level all of the glass in the shop and in the window and door uh -oh. explode and Calvin can feel himself rushing out, getting pulled back up out into the street, and he sort of billows for a second as a free cloud of air, and then suddenly shoots through the keyhole and door into his own apartment. I think as you land, you 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 suddenly realize your skin is starting to kind of like form back into shape. There's still a taste, this teeny coffee taste of blood in your mouth, but you can feel that the bleeding itself has stopped. Your stomach starts to settle a little bit, and as you kind of like crunch up into like a more stable position, you feel a crinkle of paper in your back pocket. Um, and as you pull it free, you realize that you sat and crumpled up the contract that you signed when you moved into your apartment. And it just says, you live here. The camera zooms out past Calvin, who's heaving in gulps of mm -hmm. air like a fish back in water, mm -hmm. with all the crinkling glass splayed over everything, and Daniel McPherson, with his gold glasses glinting in the light, looks out at the glasses, and Calvin makes a sound, and he looks up at his apartment, and we end the scene. Great. 